number one for making a podcast, do not use bolognese for a podcast. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to episode 15 of Ramble On with Courtney Asher. I'm your host, Courtney Asher. It's been some time. First of all, let me just talk about this. Um, If you don't really listen to me or watch me on YouTube or anything. I've talked about tarot cards before. Yeah, I know. There's like a stigma about it. I get that. I get that. But let me just say what I use them for is more of like a psychological tool to kind of help myself. I don't use them to like tell the future or anything like that. I mean, there are people out there who are skilled enough to do that, but I am not one of them. So anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, since this is episode 15, it reminds me of the devil card in tarot. And the meaning of the tarot card in upright is the devil card represents your shadow or darker side. And the negative forces that constrain you and hold you back from being the best version of yourself. I would just like to say all around me feels like it's just giving off that energy but like reversed. If you don't understand tarot cards, uh, reverse usually means like the opposite is happening in most cases. So it's kind of like it, like what I've been seeing on Facebook from like on my feed or just how I feel or just noticing things around me. I'm really noticing people just kind of stepping out of those like old habits like there was somebody on she might even be listening right now (laughs) I don't know but there was actually somebody on my news feed that was talking about how she's very sensitive to gluten and she's trying to get like meal ideas and things like that I'm also noticing that in myself I just have a fire under my ass to just really commit and take care of myself. I was in a meeting today and I was talking to everybody like everybody on Zoom just sees like a little square of me. That's all they ever get to really see. But I explained to them, I said, I am in a wheelchair and I'm just really, I've really been in my thoughts recently how this is like my fourth or fifth time in physical therapy in my life and it really just made me think about how when I'm in PT, I've noticed that I get to a point where I'm just like, yeah, I can do this by myself and everything. And I get like overzealous and I'm like, well, I guess I don't really need PT anymore. 
No, that's not. <laughs> that's not at all how that shit works. Not for me, at least. Because um, I've always had to go back. Because I've always found myself in this like place where I notice that, oh, I need it again. Or this thing is kind of going wrong. Maybe I should go back and... And then I gotta go the whole run around all over again and get it going again. And really, that's just like sobriety. It's like I always think to myself, oh, I don't need to go to meetings anymore. I find myself at this point where I'm like, oh, I'm actually doing really well. Maybe I don't need to go for it. That's, again, just that thing where it's like, how's that really going for you? Is that working out so far? Like, if I do that, not saying that I'm going to drink again, but I'm probably going to find myself at a really emotionally foggy state. That's why... I started going to meetings in the first place. It's not that I struggle to not drink or not smoke. It's I didn't know how to deal with all the shit flying around in my head. And it's like you don't ever like hit a plateau or something. And you're like, well, I'll just, you know, peace out. I'll quit. Everything will be okay. That's not, that's not a good idea. With what these things are all teaching me, is that this is actually a life choice that I have to make. And I have to be dedicated to myself. I have to commit to all this. And I don't think anyone really understands that when you start trying to fix yourself it's not like you ever I think I've I've mentioned this before you don't ever hit this like finish line it's really just like a goal that you should like pencil in and be okay with erasing it later you know what I'm saying like it's never something where you should just be like, one and done. Okay, I'm done. Let's go. No, I'm probably going to be going to meetings for the rest of my life. And I'm fine with that because it's really just full of dope people. Things are talked about that I can relate to. And the same thing with PD. It's like, there's people all over in that place just like going there after surgery or like me just like learning how to walk and stand in the correct way again and use my neck <laughs> not oh that's the other thing I'm learning how to I've had a really big issue for a long time about I think it really started when I was in dance when I was younger. I was in it in dance from three years old to 
think 13. Yeah, I was in it for 10 years. And what we have to do was we had to dance in front of a mirror. That, that was just how it goes. So we made sure our movement were good and everything. And I did that for so long <laughs> that I didn't even realize that I had been like staring down at my feet and things like that just to make sure they're moving in the right way, which means I never really felt, like, learned to feel how it feels to move that thing. So now when I'm in physical therapy right now, I'm actually having to learn how to feel. Like, my physical therapists do it because, well, I have a couple of them, but we all kind of joke about, <laughs> like, I have to do my exercises laying on the table. And we kind of joke about how my neck is going to have a six-pack. Because <laughs> the way of just, like, watching my feet and watching my legs do the workouts so I can make sure I'm doing them correctly. And they're always telling me to stare at the ceiling or look at the window in front of you or things like that, which is awesome because... Otherwise, I don't think I'd learn how to feel these things. And I would just be exactly where I've been. And it's really crazy to think about how long ago that all started. Basically, my whole life, I didn't learn how to feel. And... <laughs> The really, like, shitty part, honestly, is with Friedrich's ataxia, you don't really have, like, as sensitive a feeling as everybody else does. So, it's like, my body was almost just like, what well, you can't feel it anyways, so... We're going to find a different way for you to figure it out. Which is cool too, but it's still like, well, fuck. I'm just going to have to learn how to walk and not stare at my feet. What? <laughs> People do that? So, it's kind of cool because now I'm actually learning how to rely on my own senses. My own senses have been like getting strong. <laughs> like the like it's really just kind of improving so many other things in my life doing that like <laughs> today um I was talking to an angel and um <laughs> he knows who he is and I was like randomly hit on in my Facebook messenger I think in my my very first YouTube video was called Facebook Messenger Enough Said. <laughs> so, you should go and watch that. Maybe I'll figure out how to post that in the description. But, <laughs> no, song is coming up my head. Um, 
It's an old one. It's called I Am Not Your Game Boy by Freddy's Pop. So I will put that in the description as well. But I'm really thinking that so many things are changing because that dude just like randomly and I mean like it's not like a subtle thing either it was a hey sexy kind of thing and I was like nope <laughs> not a hit block <laughs> that's what I mean like where I things like that would creep me out and like scare me before but it's because I'm learning how to build trust within myself for myself and I'm just really committing and taking care of myself and just having that voice in the background of I'll take care of you that's actually a really comforting feeling to have about all this and I really didn't know how much I needed that before I I just needed it myself they say your inner child is basically your younger self and who you are now is who you needed when you were younger and I had to say that to myself before like 10 times and it just sank deeper every single time and I'm just like well, that really is true because I'm actually going to doctors and making appointments and taking my inner child by the hand and just like, come on, it'll be okay. You know, like it's actually really comforting to have somebody with me all the time and I know they'll take care of me. They know what I need. They know everything I need. And, I, like I said, I, I really just didn't know how much I needed that before. And to be able to give that to myself is pretty dope. It's really been a long time coming for me to be able to do that for myself. I think it started, like, around December that I really started taking care of myself. But, like, going to meetings and everything. But I was giving it a good try for about three years before I figured out what I needed to do. And it was kind of like, um, <laughs> it was almost like trying to eat soup with a fork. <laughs> it was just, like, going straight through the damn fork. And you're just like, well... I'm gonna fucking starve. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess this is it. And just being open to doing anything I could to help myself. Like, those things are really the self-love and self-care that everybody really tries to communicate to people. You heard those words and you think probably something dirty <laughs> or <laughs> or you think of people giving themselves a bow wrap and things like that, eating chocolate, like mountains of it. No, that, no, <laughs> it's more like 
letting yourself cry if you need to, uh, knowing what you need, entertaining yourself, learning how to be okay on your own. You know what I mean? And I mean, I've never really had a problem being by myself, but there were definitely times where I was thinking, you know, it'd be like kind of fucking great if I just was not alone right now, which is probably why I had so many like boyfriends in middle school. That's a whole other kid of worms. But anyway, I definitely was like always in the woods by myself or taking walks by myself by myself by myself by myself and it, I kind of developed like a hyper independence about it and I was like well I'll just I know what I need I'll just help myself and really what I was doing was just like isolating myself I wasn't really doing anything to like help myself but now I'm actually learning about myself and that's such a weird thing to say when you're in your 30s like oh I'm learning about myself it's like who the fuck were you for like like where were you <laughs> you being for like your whole life it's like dude I don't fucking know I don't know where I've been Whoever I was, I'm definitely not that person anymore. Like, I'm really at the point where if people from my past were to hang out with me at this point in my life, mm -mm. <laughs> no, I just, no, I don't know. I can't, I can't bring myself to entertain people just for the sake of like, having people around me does that make sense i need like genuine people around me because i am genuine i'm not saying i wasn't like fake or anything before but there was definitely like a front that i had to put up to kind of be in a safe place before like to have friends I felt like I had to make people like me almost again it, it's such a fine line saying stuff like that where I'm not saying that I was like just kind of collecting people and being fake as hell to them it was just like uh I wanted these people around me but it wasn't for the right reason I don't really know if I'm just digging a hole deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, I do know that whatever that version of myself was, that's not someone I am anymore. And that's really okay with me. <laughs> that's like more than okay with me. That's pretty spectacular because <laughs> I'm actually able to attract people just like me and I don't want people that aren't like me around me 
not to like sound conceited or anything, but I mean, it's the basic law of attraction. You attract like things, you know, like what you are is what you attract. So it's kind of, I re like I was saying about the number 15. I just really think it's like a reverse kind of devil card. Like everybody's kind of turning the trash can upside down and shake out whatever's in there. Like we don't want this anymore. Get out. <laughs> you know. And I don't want to see it again. Like I was talking to somebody very special. About having a bonfire with some like things that I just don't want anymore. I never want to see it again, and it's it's true. Like I just I'm so I've said before how like beyond done I am with these things, but it's like it's like it's finally just like the pendulum just kind of rusting in the middle. That I talked about in episode two. It's just like we've swung one way, we swung the other way, and now we're just kind of slowly just settling down in the middle. And it's like, <sighs> thank God. It's been a hell of a ride, but for everything that it's been, this is where it's gotten me. And I honestly couldn't be happier. I've learned so much about myself, about other people, and how to take care of myself. And again, it sounds weird to like not know how to take care of yourself when you're in your 30s. But it's like, it's not that I didn't know how. It's that it was a very muffled version of what I should have been doing. And I'm honestly very content with everything right now. Even making podcasts is like right in there on that commitment to myself kind of list. I always had this voice in my head that was like, you can't talk about that. You can't talk about this either. I have so many conversations in my head. Basically me making podcasts in my head. <laughs> that like that's what's going on in my head mostly at the time then I had that voice back there that was just like no no you can't you can't talk about that you can't do this I'm like yes I can so here we are <laughs> and I'm pretty stoked that I'm in the spot where I can feel comfortable talking about whatever I know there's so many people out there. I don't even know how many people this one will reach. I've been actually reaching a lot of people these days, which is very, very awesome. There are so many people out there who are in very similar areas that I'm in. I always found it very inspiring to listen to somebody that was in a similar situation and telling me like 
how the brain was working around that thing. It was very nice to hear that my brain could actually do something like that. I've been reading so many books and stuff, but it's like a book will only get you so far. So my thing is to, you know, tell my stories and things like that. Like turn the taboo into just being normalized talk, you know. I just learned that somebody that I follow on TikTok is also on a sobriety journey and I would have had no idea unless she said that to me and I thought that was amazing. It just takes one person sometimes to like wake you up almost. Not like intentionally trying to wake up sleeping giants or anything, but... I thought it was pretty amazing that just one little per like one little topic could just be like, oh my god. <laughs> so that's basically what I'm trying to do for anyone who listens to me. I'm trying to say that there are people like you, whoever's listening, you're not alone. <laughs> there are people out here despite the people that do or do not talk about things, there are so many people like you. And there are so many people going through things like even if they put up some kind of facade of a rather perfect life, I can promise you that it ain't perfect. <laughs> I guess I will include episode 15 wow this is wild one but yeah we got some strong energies in the air and (laughs) i'm feeling it are you guys feeling it i think it's pretty good so yeah i will list that song in that video in the description and yeah so i hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day I really do see myself coming back like way more often especially if if this is how I'm feeling about everything uh yeah I'll be back before you know it (laughs) but yeah so uh, thank you guys so much for listening uh thank you so so much I love all of you guys Bye-bye.